Production. Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, June 26, 2008. Happy summer. Life is meant to be enjoyed and created in a desirable way that offers growth, awareness, and love through the lessons and experiences that we create. Enjoy your life creations. Learn and expand the truth of who you are. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant, and clairaudient intuitive, a writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com or at www.dulcineasdivinevision.com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Michael Skaransky. Michael is the author of the expansive book, Unforgettable, A Love and Spiritual Growth Story which is an inspiring true story about love, miracles, and facing the challenge of cancer in a loving relationship. Unforgettable is fascinating, uplifting, and encouraging and has received many great reviews and offers a daily blog. Michael is a mystic, a scientist, a healer, and a software engineer, and much, much more, a very multifaceted man. He has lived across the globe to include the U.S., Japan, Australia, and India. In addition, he has traveled vastly across the globe to further expand. Michael has experienced life in the outer world on a grand scale as a full-blown adventurer and thrill-seeker. Yet it is passion for tackling the complexities of the inner world and our relationships with one another that have brought so much meaning, wisdom, and divine insight into his life. During the next hour, Michael and me will embark upon his emotionally evoking true story in his book, Unforgettable, A Love and Spiritual Growth Story, based in love, commitment, lessons, and truth. Michael, what has been your greatest life lesson that has allowed you to endure and overcome through the grand challenges that you have faced that are mentioned in Unforgettable and Love and Spiritual Growth Story? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, if I had to pick one lesson, uh, the one that the first one that comes to mind for me uh, that was uh, exemplified in the book was overcoming my arrogance, uh, which is really overcoming uh, low self-esteem. Uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that when it comes to arrogance. But basically, you know, a lot of people don't really love themselves very much, and and people either shrink and and try and hide from others, and act as if they're not good enough and and don't deserve anything, or they do the opposite and they try and prove their worth by being super duper extra special and look at me, look at me, and I I happen to be on that side of the of the coin and. Um, that was quite a challenge, and it was one that I talk about a lot in the book. Um, and we get to see, as that story progresses, how um, that uh, personality trait uh, plagued me and gave me trouble, and and how it uh, and how I overcame it, and some healing miracles that came as a result of that. Um, but beyond that, 
also one of the other big, really big lessons I learned in life is the lesson of of being pure love, of uh, non-judgmental, non-critical, um, accepting kind of person who looks at life and accepts what is, accepts other people as they are, and um, while doing that, imagines the best and, and hopes for the best and puts a visionary energy out there of, of looking for the best in the world. Yes, that's very well said. I really, I really um, honored in the book the, the authentic dynamic that you held within yourself continually bringing in your awareness through life situations and especially in the intimate dynamic with Catherine. There was a very deep spiritual partnership, if you will, and it was in essence a model for what authentic partnership is versus the illusion or the stigma <laughs> that we all have been taught by our parents and their parents and their parents' parents. And I think that you really, really did a very great job at depicting that that two humans can be authentic and deeply compatible and love and learn and grow and expand and just really delve into that greater sense of who they are. Mm, thank you. Yeah, that was the that was the aim of the the story. The primary aim was to teach exactly that. I I see a lot of people struggle with relationships and not understanding how to make it work and and what really does work and and I wanted to give uh, a good example of of what did work and what didn't work. You know, there's certainly times in there where our dysfunctional behaviors came out and we had to cope with them and work through them. And, um, you know, the honesty was for that purpose because, uh, you know, it helped. If you can't face, you know, the areas in life where you're dysfunctional, you're going to have a hard time embracing uh, functionality. That is so very true. We have to be who we are not to be who we are. <laughs> Well, at least you have to recognize it and, and uh, overcome it, that's for sure. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. I've really experienced that duality myself, of course, in my own process. So are you teaching classes on this authentic partnership now? I noticed that you have on your website, which I'll gladly mention now, is www.unforgettablebook.com. Again, that's www.unforgettablebook.com. And also, you have a daily blog at www.greatwisdom.com. And that's gr8, the number 8, wisdom.com. And you can tap into that and reach Michael and his thoughts on a daily basis. So I noticed on the unforgettablebook.com that you offer some free classes, and I thought, wow, I'm, I would be certain that you would offer classes on this authentic partnership. Well, that's something that I actually haven't begun in a formal way yet. I've, I've, uh, the marketing side of things, I'm still getting down, and and uh, once I get to the point where people are really uh asking me for that i will certainly be doing that on a on a regular basis but at the moment i'm doing a lot of that through my blogs and um basically with my blogs on greatwisdom.com and also on myspace um i'm writing a lot of uh good relationship advice and just general living advice and and in those blogs, I tend to get people asking questions, you know, asking for greater detail, and then I'll post a follow-up blog in answer to their question. So that's right now the form at which I'm teaching, and I've got quite a few people 
um, that are actually participating in that way right now. Oh, great. So, so it's in the evolutionary process. Yes, it is in the evolutionary process, and it will become a formal class at some point. I'm also working on an audio product. Um, it's called The Ultimate Guide to Relationship Healing. And for anyone who buys my book, I will be giving that away as a free bonus. Uh, the product isn't ready yet, but it's close to. We're probably about two weeks away from having it ready. And I'm making that bonus offer retroactive. Uh, at some point in the future, I'll, I'll pull that out and sell it as a separate product. But to get the uh, ball rolling with this book and, and to really get it out there in the world, I've um, I put together a pretty extensive, it's going to be two hours long, and um, it's basically some advice on, on how to uh, deal with very, the various different relationship issues people are facing. And a lot of it, too, comes from the questions that I'm asked on a regular basis. With MySpace, I'm getting um, you know probably at least four or five people each day asking me questions, sometimes as many as 10 people. So, you know, I've really got a good culmination of questions that people are asking, and they're very they're very generic, you know. They're the same kind of questions everybody's facing. So those are the kind of things I'm answering in this product and in my blogs. Yes, that's wonderful. So anybody who'd like to purchase this book to be able to tap into that opportunity he's just presented can purchase the book at www.unforgettablebook.com. It's $19.95, which is a 20% discount off the retail price, and you'll get his bonus product of a CD that will be an introduction and an elaboration on some common questions that he's encountering in regards to authentic partnerships and just spiritual living. So the book does a really great job at just depicting love lessons and transformation, self-awareness. It really takes the reader through the process, and I have to reiterate, the process of spiritual enlightenment and awareness and growth. And I think that it's very commendable for you how honest you were throughout the book. You were very upfront. There was no smokescreen in your writing. You just said it how it was, and I think that you really showed your human side. Was that an intentional perspective, or is that just a reflection of your process? Well, that was intentional. Um, it is a reflection of my process. I've been a pretty open and honest person most of my life, with the exception of the areas which I felt guilty and hiding in. And you know, in the last few years, I have really come to pretty much overcome most of those negative qualities. And the few that I haven't overcome, I've come to accept them as basically a habit that I've gotten so far past them that um, the little bit of work that's left to do is is not a real big issue to to feel any guilt over. So it was easy to be honest in that way. But it, I I did it intentionally because... There are areas in life that a lot of people feel guilty about. The, you know, little ways in which we're dishonest or manipulative or, you know, um, judgmental of other people. And these these little ways really do sabotage us. People don't quite realize how uh, how much they do us harm. Those those small areas. Just a, a judgment of someone, you know, let, let's take for example someone leaves the lid off their toothpaste and, you know, they're your wife and, and you just can't stand that or they, they squeeze the tube in the middle and you can't stand it and every time you go to brush your teeth and you see that tube of toothpaste squeezed in the middle you think, oh, why can't she get this? Why can't she do this the right way, you know? That little thing right there is so destructive and people just don't realize it because for the time you spend in those judgments, 
that's a time that your energy is attracting a, a whole different kind of energy. It's attracting a fight. It's attracting a negativity. It's pushing away the love that you have for your partner. It's creating a, a gap between you and your partner. And it's those kind of things that I wanted to point out in, in how destructive they are in our lives, uh, not just in our romantic relationships, but in our relationships with all people. And those things are really important for people to understand because once you start working on them and taking responsibility for them, your life literally transforms in dynamic ways. Miracles actually happen, amazing coincidences. Uh, Life becomes just this storybook adventure that you just never thought could happen to you, but it is. So that was the intention for being honest. I I had um, a lot of amazing experiences, and I want I know other people can have them. It wasn't it wasn't like I'm some unique person, you know that uh, I, I'm so great that I have these experiences. It's it's that I'm just like everyone else, and you all can have these experiences if you just start looking at your mind and what you're doing with it, and the energy that is created, which is reflected in your feelings. The the thoughts you think. Are reflected in your feelings, and that's the the best way you you have of of determining whether you're on track with your thoughts or if you're off track. It's not about some standard of right or wrong that uh, your parents or your government or your religion gave you. It's really an inside job that you can feel with your feelings. Yes, you know, I, I very much live by that premise that I've always had since I was very young an internal you know, what I would call barometer or compass as to what is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, quote-unquote, in a situation, whether it was making fun of another kid in school or whether it was, you know, being in the executive professional world and and taking an extra 15 minutes for lunch or whatever it might have been. There was always an internal knowing of what is the right thing to do without any external source telling me. And I recall being in, you know, Catholic school very young And I was like, why do they think I don't know what's right or wrong? And then because they think, like, they tell me these set of rules, it actually gave me room to manipulate others and and give me some perceived control that was not truth. And so I myself had to work through that. These are what I know is, is how it should be, or this is what resonates with my inner truth, but this is what they say the rules are, so I have room to sway here. And, yeah. and you know, very humbly, that's been one of my great challenges. And so as I've come into my authentic self, it's been very important for me to be accountable that I know in, in my inner being what's right or what's wrong for me or or not. And so I don't need to necessarily look to the outer world to tell me, oh, that's not right, or hey, that's that's a wrong thing to do, or that's okay, you can do that. But it doesn't resonate with what I feel is right for me. Mm. It's so very true. We're we're brainwashed, really, by people who, in a lot of cases, these people are well-meaning. They they're doing the best they can, but uh, in some cases, the people aren't so well-meaning, and they're actually manipulative. But either way, we've been brainwashed um, as we grew up, and it's time for us to clear that out and recognize what those those um, the garbage that we've put into our minds and and start clearing that out and, and basically coming to an authentic self that self that uh, knows right or wrong from the inside absolutely I couldn't agree more and and it is true it is a programming that's something that I've come into my own awareness and my through my own processes it's like I see that there's five five types or five levels of programming and it's like governmental societal 
religious, cultural, and family. Mm. And those five programs, they all have a purpose. They're very, they have a purpose to give us a construct of the human experience. Yes. But they're not intended to limit us that we can't go out of them. Mm. And so often we will, will, someone will set us in the shoebox and, and we just go, oh, these beliefs and these attitudes, these opinions, tell me to stay in the shoebox, so I will. Instead of saying, well, wait, those beliefs, ideas, and opinions are valid for another, but they're not so valid for me. I'm jumping out the shoebox. <laughs> yes, it's very true. And we, that's um, what you do in, in the book. You do a great job of really showing someone how to say, okay, well, those opinions may be good for another, those beliefs and thoughts, but in my process, they're no longer working for me, and I'm going to get myself out of this box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I did a lot of that in my life. <laughs> Going to other countries too helps uh, helps with that. I really encourage people to get out of the country that they live in and out of their state, even you know, and go to a different you know part of their own country and um, to experience cultural differences because it's interesting. You you can go to a different country and they in certain certain areas they'll have a, exactly an opposite opinion or way of doing something that you do in your country. And you'll think so adamantly, that's just wrong. And and they will think the same thing. They'll be adamant that your way in your country is just wrong. And when you're confronted with that, it's it really kind of shocks you into a, a state of reality. Like, wow, I didn't realize how much I took for granted was, you know, this is the way things should be done and had to be done. And if it wasn't done well, I had the right and the justification to get upset and tell that other person and poke my finger in their chest and say, you shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. And, you know, to take that type of an attitude. And uh, having traveled and lived in, in other countries, that that'll give you a real good chance to break through a lot of things. I definitely agree. I, I just I only have lived in the US but I moved to Washington State after living in California for um, you know, very several twenty I don't know, twenty seven years or so. And I moved to Washington and I got in my U Haul and I had never been where I was moving. I was moving to Bellingham, Washington, which is pretty much the last major city before Canada. And and I, I got there in the first weekend. I went to Starbucks to be social. It's a college town, so I went to the local Starbucks and doing some writing and some working. And I met this great gentleman from Spain, and he was working on something parallel that I was for a master's degree, and I thought that was really neat, community-focused concepts. And we started talking, and he took me so out of my box that I went home, and I remember I cried all night long. It was like not only was I out of my element in California, I was in Washington, so there was just a totally different thought system and belief system, but this gentleman was originally from Spain and had only come to America for his master's degree. So he was coming from a completely different value and cultural norms, and just his views on the world were so different than I had heard anybody speak about in my academic career or in my lifetime here in in the the Pacific West. (laughs) So I just went home and cried, and the next day I woke up and and my aunt was was there, and she says, "What happened to you? Are you okay? Like, what what's going on?" And I thought, I have just gotten my world so rocked. Like, I was so expanded, I didn't even know how to take in all the new energy that had just come at me because it shattered so much of how I perceive the world. Mm, wow, that's great. 
It was yeah. great. So I really validate that just getting out of the space that you've, you know, a person's always been in, whether it's a city or a state or a country, just expanding those horizons. And you do a wonderful job in the book, again, of just illustrating that throughout your stories and your personal experiences, just really letting people know to remove themselves or try to become objective to the situation and they can see it so clearly. Mm, thank you for that. You're very I'm welcome. You, I'm glad you appreciated the book. I, I really appreciated the book. I, I really related to a lot of it. I, I really, I, I want to let the audience know, and I'll, I'll put in my two cents as we go because there's so much I have to say about it, but w- how did you and Catherine meet and kind of take us maybe through just the premise of the, of the, the flow of the book, and then I'll, I'll give you my thoughts and questions throughout that. Well, um, I had been divorced twice, and... I loved being in a relationship. I wanted a woman in my life, and um, it was pretty sad for me to have a second divorce in my life. I mean, I was going to you know, get married once in my life, like I think probably a lot of people grew up thinking we were going to marry and that's going to be it and you know, live happily ever after. And, well, it didn't work out that way for me, and here's two divorces now, and I'm only 30, you know, two years old. And so, you know, that was a... I I was pretty sad after my second divorce and um so I got myself out there and I I was into spiritual growth at that time and I still had a long ways to go. I still had a lot of dysfunctional ideas about life and behaviors and but I was still I was doing my best. I was uh I was a genuine soul. I really wanted to grow and I kept asking God to uh, teach me and and um I was out doing ballroom dancing, Latin um, swing and ballroom dancing, and I was involved with a New Thought Church, and uh, we got a, a teacher who I was taking private lessons from. We organized a uh, dance class at this church, which was actually had quite a large group of singles people, so um, we got a, a pretty good-sized class together for her, and she was actually very happy with that. And I was able to uh, assist her in the class and teaching, and um, and it was a good opportunity for me to meet women that were of a like mind that had a spiritual uh, growth as as uh, part of their path as well. So it was a nice place to meet, and I met Catherine there, and we immediately hit it off and started dating. And um, then uh, we had a small problem in in the. Uh, fact that I ended up having to move from Portland, Oregon area up to uh, the Seattle, Washington area. And, um, you know, just a few weeks after we started getting serious about our relationship. And and so that was a real shocker. We didn't know exactly what would happen there. But um, we had a long-distance relationship for a few months. And then she finally moved up to uh, to Bellevue, which is where I was living, which is a suburb of Seattle. And, uh, yeah, then we, you know, kind of took it from there and got to know each other really well and, you know, got involved with other, you know, spiritual growth opportunities. We were involved in a couple channeling groups, and um, which they were our teachers, the ancient spiritual masters I refer to in, in my advertising about this book. And, and you know, the, the entities that spoke through... Um, uh, Isaiah and um, Amorim, they were, you know, both, uh, you know, they had uh, lives on the earth that they had lived and, and you know, were no longer incarnating in human form. So they were speaking through um, these two channelers and gave us some phenomenal uh, teachings that, um, you know, just blew us away. And, and of course, there was a lot of uh, wisdom that was 
um, it was like they looked into our soul, they were, and they could see what we had done and what we had thought and how we had acted in certain situations. And they described certain people that we had in our lives and was having challenges with. And, you know, they knew everyone in our life so well, it was just amazing without us ever saying anything about them. And, you know, all of this was a pretty amazing experience for us. We were pretty blown away by it. And, and the stuff they taught us, gave us results. We applied the wisdom we were taught and we improved incrementally. We would look back at ourselves every two or three months and think, wow, look how much we've changed. And that was a constant ongoing thing that occurred through the seven years that we were together. So it was a pretty powerful experience, Catherine and I coming together. Yes, and the apprenticeship groups is one of those circumstances or one of those channeling groups. Am I, cl- am I correct? Yes. Yeah, that, that was mentioned in the book um, several times, and I thought there were just some very profound teachings. It reminded me very much of A, a Course in Miracles, mm-hmm. that yes. type of information. And I, I, I want to note there was one quote um, that had said, healing is simple. It is God who is doing the work. Your job is to be a clear channel for the healing energy, to flow to the one who needs the healing. It is not complicated. What makes it seem complicated are the beliefs and ideas you hold, the programming that exists in your subconscious. And that was what we were referring to earlier, is that programming. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I thought that this is that it was very, very profound um information for for really just bringing bringing through the truth in such a profound way with a group of people who could support each other through the process mm. yeah it's it's very true when people start working through this process and they come to a point of enlightenment or close to that point of enlightenment they're going to be in shock at how easy it really is. Life is so much more simple than they realize. And and part of them already realizes it. I know this is true for at least 90% of the people out there, um, if not 100%. Inside, there's something in us that knows the truth. But there's so many voices of so many other people in our heads and so much programming on top of that saying, no, 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 it's not like that, it's like this. And... And, you know, but I know deep down inside everyone is that voice saying, no, it's it's much simpler than that. And the truth is, truth is very simple. Healing is very simple. Working miracles, having God move through us is a very simple thing. It's just a matter of letting go of our ego, letting go of the garbage, of the illusions, and just being and allowing it to be there. I couldn't agree more. It's those fear blocks that we create that keep us from love. Mm, absolutely. Yes. There were times in that um, in that story that I relate where I was doing some energy work on Catherine, and um, there was a there was a time where when she had cancer, um, and I was doing a Reiki treatment on her. She was laying on the table, and I had started at her at the crown of her head and was working my way down her body. And the cancer was in the abdominal cavity of her body. It was ovarian cancer. And when I got to that part of her body, I thought, okay, here I am. My hands are over the part where the cancer is. I started imagining a raging white water rapids 
just flushing through her to flush all that cancer out. And in my mind, in the intellect of my mind, it seemed like it was a good idea. And prior to that, I had been giving her this treatment, and she had made a couple times had said that it was good, that she could feel the energy, and, and it was wonderful. And I'd already had enough experience at that point not to let my ego go, oh, wow, I'm doing this great thing. You know, I'd had a few experiences with doing that and finding out that was the wrong energy to put into it. Um, <laughs> and, and I had had Holy Spirit working through me to move this energy. And so, you know, I, I just continued allowing that. But when I got to that part, my fear came in, my intellect came in, and started creating this this image of this whitewater rapids. And the moment I started thinking that, Catherine was very intuitive and very psychic. And the moment I started thinking that, she sat up and was just about to vomit. And and she said to me, "Oh, you got to stop that. It's way too fast, way too intense." And it was like, "Wow!" I mean, she's describing exactly what I'm doing, you know? Yes. And, and I just knew it right there. And I had enough experience with Catherine to know exactly what she meant, and that she knew uh, she had caught me in, in something that wasn't correct. And I just said, okay, Holy Spirit. You know, I didn't say it out loud. It was just in my mind. It was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to get back out of the way. I'm going to let you do your work exactly how it's supposed to be done. You know what's right here. And as soon as I started thinking along those lines, we're talking the instantaneous. She's like, oh, thank you. That's better, you know. The relief is there. That's really how simple it is. We get ourselves out of the way. God does the work. Yes, I always tell people it's very humbling. It's the same source, coming from a biology background, it's the same source that that our, um, all of our hearts beat from. That creates the healing, and if you think about the heartbeat, life cannot be sustained without the heartbeat in any existence on earth. And that same energy is the healing mechanism of all healing modalities. It's that source energy that sustains life, that's created life that we can use if we choose to ground and allow it to flow through us and us be a conduit for that in the highest love. Mm, Very true. Very beautiful. So tell me your most memorable miracle from your life experience Mm. that you mentioned through the book. Well, I had a pretty dramatic healing of uh, five years of back pains. And um, actually, I've had a miracle, healing miracle since that time, too, that was even more dramatic. But um, this particular one, I had five years of back pains that doctors and chiropractors and physiotherapists, massage therapists, I'd gone to all those professionals, a couple of them, and no one had an answer to me why I was having these pains. And they occurred after about four to six hours of sleep. I'd wake up in excruciating pain. Uh, there were times I woke up, I was in tears. I was, it was crying. It was so painful. And I'd have to get up and take some ibuprofen. I'd have to walk around. I'd have to do some stretches. Um, I'd have to, you know, get out of my bed and sleep on the floor, go take a hot bath. You know, I had to do something dramatic to change it. And, um, and it was really disruptive to my sleep cycle. And uh, this went on for five years. And we were in um, the first um, channeled apprenticeship group. And, um, excuse me, what happened was uh, we were all, everyone in the group was asking uh, Isaiah the uh, questions about their different ailments that they had, little, you know, minor things and major things. 
And Isaiah was giving them answers, you know, saying in this past life you had, you know, you were in some ritual sacrifice and they poured molten gold down your throat. And so this is why you have this problem in, in your esophagus, you know. And, and someone else had, you know, you know, Catherine had a problem with her hands and, and uh, you know, they... they uh, burnt her hands and uh, you know put it in in cold water then afterwards and and it was you know things like that that uh, they all these people were getting for why they were having these very strange ailments in their body and and when my turn came and I asked about my back pains they said you have to get it yourself and I was the only one in the whole group that they said that to. And it was like, well, that's very unfair. You know, why you singled me <laughs> out and, <laughs> and, and, you know, making me get this myself. And and um, so they basically told me, well, you're too much in your head. The, these other people, they'll, they're more open and they're more into their heart and their feelings. And they can take this energy and they can accept it and they can get something out of it and and for you to have this healing and for it to have the same impact on you and 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 more you need to get this yourself so you can do this you, you know so i was left to my own devices to try and get this and so in my meditations i would be looking for the answer and i really wasn't getting anywhere and i didn't really think meditation worked all that well anyway at that point in my life and didn't, wasn't real pleased with meditation. It was kind of a drudgery for me more than anything. I, uh, I just, you know, I did it because I'm supposed to do it, and that's part of the spiritual practice. But I just didn't seem to be getting anywhere. And a few months months had gone by, and and I asked again, and uh, and I basically got the same answer. And and um, you know, at some point, I decided to start um, dealing with. Um, dealing with this on a more serious level because the pains were, were getting a little more intense. And so I had asked a guy over who uh, did some muscle testing and had him come over to help me out with it. And we did some muscle testing exercises. And I got at some interesting information from early childhood and all, but still didn't get to the ultimate answer. So I made a commitment to myself on this one particular day. I had a massage appointment like 2 or 3 in the afternoon, something like that. And and um, I, I decided I'm going to take the day off from work, and I'm going to sit all day in meditation until my massage appointment um, unless I get this information. It was kind of like, I'm going to just do this. You know, I'm going to make this happen. I was determined. It was really a strong determination. So I sat down to do my meditation, and immediately, right away, I mean, we're talking, you know, within 30 seconds of sitting down to, to start, I, I had this image of being stabbed in the back by the person who's my brother in this lifetime. and and um, And he killed me. And he stabbed me in the right exact spot where these pains were. And um, it just didn't seem right. Something didn't seem right about that. It was like, there's a mistake here. This isn't the right answer. I don't know why. And and so I kind of, you know, shook that idea loose and let go of that imagery and and did a little bit of deep breathing and then um, started going for the another answer. And and then I got another image of being struck in the back by a very long pole um, by the same, you know, it was my brother, 
um, but you know, different form, different lifetime, different experience. And actually, at that time, I didn't realize it was different lifetimes. It was just different circumstances. And I knew somehow I was arrogant and and acting better than him. Um, uh, like I was his boss or something, lording my wealth over him or something. And I didn't really know what the relationship between him and I was. But um, I, I just knew that um, somehow I had deserved this thing that he had done to me. And it had crippled me for the rest of my life. It had basically given me limited range of motion in my arm and shoulder area. I couldn't raise my arm above my head or move it out too far away from my body. And um, And so... That felt really accurate to me. Something felt really right about that. So that was it. I quit my meditation, had the rest of my day off, and had my uh, my massage appointment later that afternoon. And that evening, we were at a my wife and I we were at a, um, a spiritual lecture. And halfway through the lecture, I had to leave because I felt like I was on drugs. It was it was a really strange experience. I I felt like I was intoxicated in some way, and I hadn't had anything for many, many years, and so it was a very strange experience, and Catherine drove us home, and um, that night, um, I did not experience those pains that I experienced every single night for five years, and that was pretty dramatic for me. It was a pretty big surprise, but, um, you know, the next night, I went to bed thinking, well, tonight, surely I'll have these pains, but I didn't, and the next night, and the next night, and no more pains, so I had this, um, you know, about a week went by, and I went back to that apprenticeship group, and I asked I, Isaiah about this experience, and and I didn't give, I did before the meeting started, I didn't say anything about it except that my pains were gone, and when my time to ask a question came, I said basically that's all I said was, um, I did a meditation, I had a memory come to me. And um, now my pains are gone. Can you give me more information about it? So Isaiah proceeded to explain to me that I had two past lifetimes. And I hadn't at that time related that this was two past lifetimes. The first one just seemed like a mistake to me. And he said the first one was a battle. You were at war, and the person who's your brother in this lifetime was on the opposite, uh, uh, in the opposite uh, army, and um, he killed you. And that was it, and that was... Uh, somewhat of an expected outcome for being in in a battle, so it wasn't really that emotionally of a difficult situation, and and you just died, and that was the end of that. But in a later lifetime, I was a wealthy businessman and owned some gondolas, and uh, he was my cousin, and and he was employed by me, and um, I was always lording my wealth over him and acting better than him and arrogant and. And he got fed up with it, and he whacked me with that gondola pole right in that same spot. And um, and he gave some more details to that experience, and that were you know that I didn't have um, you know in my meditation. And and so he said that was the one that had a lot of emotional impact on me. And he, he Isaiah didn't really get too much into the fact that I had to deal with the issue of arrogance, but at some point later, the the pains continued to come about once every three or four weeks. I would get one incidence of the pain uh, one evening, and then I had basically freedom of pain again. But the arrogance I still had in my personality, I hadn't dealt with that. And at some point I realized um, that I had to deal with that arrogance. And once I did, once I did the work on that arrogance and dealt with that, 
that finished the pains off completely. I didn't have them anymore at all after that. What a beautiful experience. That is such a clairvoyant explanation of healing. That's exactly the premise that I was taught um, at the Berkeley Psychic Institute um, offshoot in Marin County in San Francisco where I studied is that everything physical it has a spiritual basis. And what you described were those pictures were basically, or those images were pictures. Our spirit communicates in pictures. It's like an infinite chain of pictures. And when those pictures still have a charge, like a positive or a negative, like a battery, they're not neutral, mm-hmm. we will then attract experiences in this earthly lifetime to confront that to heal them. Mm-hmm. So you were what we, I would call clearing pictures. <laughs> So that's really neat that you were able to bring up that awareness within yourself with the support of the apprenticeship group and with Isaiah validating your own experience through meditation. And that is the capability that we all have as our own best master, teacher, and healer to really come into self-awareness of what we're experiencing and to bring up the image so we can neutralize it to heal it and then not only experience spiritual evolution, but also often can release physical ailments. Mm. Isn't that wonderful? What an amazing experience for you. What a miracle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's pretty amazing. That's great. That's great. So you have that gift that you can share with others if you're willing as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have to say, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. I'll be 50 in November. And I have been much healthier in my 40s than I was in my 30s. And and I know it had to do with the mental ideas, images, um, dysfunctional ideas I had about life and the ways that I was going about life and the dysfunctional thought processes I had. And I know that uh, in my 40s, my greater health has been due to having cleared that stuff out and um, and just taking care of myself in a much better way as a result of that. Very good. That's very true. You know, our, our our spiritual well-being and our emotional experience and awareness really does have a physical impact since it's energy. Out the, you know, the bottom or the common unit amongst them all is energy. And when we're emotionally or mentally out of balance energetically, that has a physical impact. I tell my clients, it's like a 10-layer cake. <laughs> You know, it takes a little bit of while, though there are layers of energy that have to build up before there's an actual physical response. Mm. But, you know, as you remove the layers, the physical response will go away. So through the healing process, it's removing each layer of the cake. Yeah, yeah. So so they can kind of grasp it. (laughs) Yeah, and that cake that we call illness or dysfunction tends to come to us at the right time as well. We we usually get that lesson when we're ready to tackle it. It's we we're never God never gives us more than we can handle. We're always given what we can handle and what we're ready to handle. That's very wise, very true. We we have it at the perfect moment. It's divine timing <laughs> for spiritual evolution, right? Yes. We're speaking with Michael Skaronsky, the author of Unforgettable, A Love and Spiritual Growth Story. He can be found on the web at www.unforgettablebook.com or at his blog at www.greatgr8wisdom.com. He also has a link on those websites for his MySpace blog as well. 
So there are several ways you can connect with him. He's also on the Evolution Revolution homepage where you can find his bio picture, the book cover, and the links. You can connect with him that way. So what is your next, the next opportunity for people to connect with you or what are some common questions that you get on MySpace or through your blogs that maybe you can share some wisdom with our audience as we begin to wrap up here? Well, the most common questions I get are usually with relationships with others, and it's usually somebody has an expectation of them, and they're not meeting that expectation, and um, you know they want to know, am I crazy or is this other person crazy? You know, are they expecting something of me that I shouldn't be giving? You know, I, you know, for example, I just recently had a. Um, a woman who had, uh, after a lot of thought and, you know, difficulty, decided to break up with her boyfriend, and you know, and it took her quite a while to come to that decision to do it. And she had done it, and now it's many months later, and she was doing fine and happy, and now he's come back, and he's, he's, you know, begging, oh, I've changed, you know, everything's different now. We can, we can make it work. Please, let's get back together, and. You know, and and there's an expectation there that, you know, she he deserves another chance, and and you know, that's pretty pretty brief. I didn't get enough detail to to know all the details of the circumstances, and and I can't tell anybody what they should do, but I can tell people how to feel their way through it, and you know, the kind of advice I would give to to a person like that is that, you know, first of all, you know, a few months is you know from what i know and experience about changing uh most of the big dramatic changes that i've made in my life and it's usually a pretty dramatic issue if it caused a breakup of a relationship they didn't happen in a few months time they happened over you know um 6 months a year 2 years 5 years 10 years time of of working on the issues um you know so and most people don't work on their issues as intensely as I did. So, you know, you have to take a look at, is this person just, you know, being needy and and um, trying to manipulate you, or have they really done some work on themselves? If they have, then they could articulate the process, you know. What what was it that they did to, uh, to make this shift in their consciousness? And, and what shift actually did occur in their consciousness? And and how is it manifested differently in their life? If if a person's really changed, they would have something to say about, you know, a good answer for all those questions. They would they would have had a you know a revelation, an aha. They you know somehow they would understand now something they didn't understand before, and they'd be able to articulate that. So it's it's those kind of things you need to look for. What what has actually changed now between you know now and and before when you decided that these issues were so big that you needed to end the relationship. Um, and each person needs to feel their way through it. You need to take a look and um, and go uh, back and imagine, okay, let's say we get back together. And, and in many ways, this woman, you know, the idea of getting back together was good for her too because they did share some nice moments, some tender moments, and she hadn't had any intimacy for a few months. And so, you know, the idea of having a an intimate partner she was familiar with and comfortable with and could just slip back into was a you know there was a you know something nice and comfortable there so you know you just imagine that situation for a moment and go into it and 
and uh, imagine what that would be like and and imagine what it would be like if the uh how that person you know was and and how much really could have possibly changed in this period of time and what if there was some slippage back into the old behavior uh maybe he had actually changed but there was a few occasional slips could you tolerate those few occasional slips you know because we have habits and and the habits come out you know when we're under stress so you know you imagine that situation and how that would be and and then you know just feel what that feels like to go through that and and do you have enough strength to tolerate that and to be forgiving of that and um and then imagine the situation changing and and a different situation no you say no to it i'm i'm fine on my own right now i'm going to heal myself i'm going to go another 3 months or 6 months and work on myself and do some more healing work on myself and and create a new point of attraction in me for what from which then i can attract a different sort of relationship a relationship that has more of what i want in it because i've now changed as a person i've now um healed more of myself and worked on myself from this solo single perspective and you know what kind of new person could i attract now that i've healed some of my own issues and 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 work through that what is that like to go through that 3 or 6 month or 1 year period of time or 2 year or 5 year period whatever it is that it takes for you to heal your issues and and then what is it like to finally meet that person who is a vibrational match to you as this new person that's healed more of your dysfunctional ways of being and and come to become more whole and complete in yourself and become to love yourself more and and feel your way through each of those scenarios and see which one feels better and this is a a very good way a very powerful way to make decisions is is to just imagine the situation to the best of your ability and then feel what it feels like and take the choice that feels the best to you and along the way you know you make the choice today but a week from now two weeks from now a month from now six months from now you still have a new point of choice you need to go through this process again you know and and this is the process feel your way through it very, very wise advice. That's definitely powerful. And I can see you putting all these principles together. That It's kind of like you're doing your research right now by working with clients. And then as you as you get these consistent questions, you can articulate um, like a, a spiritual partnership value system or or an authentic, um, authentic program idea. I just see you doing my coaching. It, it's really exciting from the clairvoyant perspective. You have a lot ahead of you that you can offer a lot of people from the wisdom that you've brought forth in the book, Unforgettable, A Love and Spiritual Growth Story. And anybody who's looking for a positive role model at confronting life's obstacles and situations or experiences and someone who really takes it from a very authentic, a very real perspective, the this is the best book that I've read that you can pick that up that really offers that authentic lens, which is, again, what someone like myself is seeking out. And I think that many across the globe are seeking out as as we look to answer that calling from a higher perspective, it requires an authentic lens. And this well, book is that tool to help people get there. Well, you said something uh, a moment ago that really... Um, one of the reasons it's helpful when people ask me a question is because I've actually worked through these issues myself, but I've worked through so much of it that it's all kind of a blur for me now. And it's it's actually become so easy for me that sometimes I forget 
how difficult it is for other people. And sometimes I actually think everyone came along with me and everyone became functional at the same time I did. And it it actually shocks me when someone asks me these questions because, you know, we've got Deepak Chopra out there. We've got Wayne Dyer out there. We've got Neil Donald Walsh. We've got Abraham. We've got um, Eckhart Tolle. We've got all these amazing teachers out there that have been teaching this stuff for such a long time. And I feel like, you you didn't come on the ride with me? Oh, I didn't realize that. I, I just kind of take it for granted that everyone's kind of come up to speed at the same time I did. And, and it's just not like that. And And so when someone asks me a question, it kind of shakes me out of that. And it makes me realize, oh, I need to articulate this for somebody because they're still struggling with this issue. And they, they don't realize it. And for me, it just seems so easy now. And and I know at one point it didn't seem easy for me. I, I can relate to that experience of it not being easy, for being a challenge, but I often forget that it still is a challenge for other people. So when someone asks me the question directly and they articulate their question, then it's easy for me to articulate what the answer is for that question. So I love it when people ask me the questions. Wonderful. Questions are the tool for awareness. You know, self-awareness and growth. And mm. and so I think asking questions to others who have had the experience or been on their personal journey can really help another person feel validated to accept their own answer. <laughs> yeah, and it also it, it provides their own opening. When a person asks a question, that's when they're ready to hear the answer. You know, if you just start giving information, it overwhelms people and it's more than they're ready for. But when they're asking the questions, that's when the answer comes out. I mean, you could even read my book and not get nearly as much as you would out of it until you start asking the questions. But if you ask the question and then go and read the book, then you'll go, oh, there's the answer. Or if you ask the question and send it to me or send it to someone like you, um, you know, then the answer will come and they'll be ready to hear it then and then they'll be ready to digest it and do something with it. Yes, the the book can be a valuable tool from either either perspective, and people always find things, I believe, as they need them. And so, if you feel you're in a process that you're really be, going to begin looking at the truth in your own experience, this book could be a great tool to take the book to go along through the process. Or if somebody's already been through the process, like myself, I've been on this process for years. I, as I'm reading the book, I just felt so much validation. There was so much like, I understand this. I went through that. Oh, I remember having to get real with myself about this issue. And, you know, just just looking at the different angles of the human experience. And I think the most valuable spiritual teachers like Jesus and Buddha and Muhammad, what they did was they humbled themselves to share their human experiences while they radiated their glory and light. Mm, And that allowed people to receive their light. Absolutely. The thing that I would also say about reading books like this one and reading books like um, Autobiography of a Yogi or any bio, uh, bio, um, uh, biographical type of work, when you read uh, you know, something like Mother Teresa's uh, biography or something like that, it, it inspires you. And we've got two different things going on in life. You've got You've got the negative dysfunctional programming that's coming from the world telling you, do this, do that, go out and party, you know, try and look good. Here's how you put your makeup on. You know, this is all the things that you need to do to be an important, special person. You've got that side of life. 
And then you've got the side where you've got these masters and and their inspiring lives to uh, to read about or watch a movie about. And, and and if you choose the inspirational stories about these amazing people, then what happens is you spend those hours in that kind of an energy. It's like you're hanging out with that person and you're getting their energy and their teachings and their wisdom and it's it it's influencing you in the opposite way that the world mind is trying to influence you. And so I highly encourage people to reach for that type of material rather than the traditional material that the average human being gets pushed down their throat every day by the media. Absolutely. That's a very important point to really look for that information that's validating, that's truth-ringing, that's inspiring, and that resonates with your inner being and your inner lessons and your inner inner story. As you have done in Unforgettable, a love and spiritual growth story, which again can be found at www.unforgettablebook.com or at www.greatgr8wisdom.com for his blog. We are limitless spiritual beings on this earthly journey to learn, grow, evolve, expand, and face the aspects of who we are not, the illusions of fear, separation, loneliness, and all other fear-based emotions. As we encounter the fears, face them, they begin to dissolve, and we experience healing, spiritual growth, and another layer toward wholeness. Life is a process of healing, cycles, patterns, awareness, and the opportunity to choose and create your experience as you desire. Empower yourself and those around you by choosing an authentic and masterful existence. You are your own best master, teacher, and healer. Next week is a holiday weekend. Happy Independence Day in the U.S. Celebrate and honor your freedom within the external world, but more importantly, the inner freedom that is available to you within to choose and create your life as you desire in the highest and most divine expression. Be safe and enjoy as we will be back with you on July 10th with Evo Dominguez Jr. with his valuable and highly insightful book, Spirit Speak, Knowing and Understanding Spirit Guides, Ancestors, Ghosts, Angels, and the Divine on July 10th. And on July 17th, the captivating book, Medicine Dance, a powerful look into a woman's healing journey into the world of Native American sweat lodges, drumming meditations, and dance fasts as she faced overcoming a major health obstacle. On July 24th, the medium, intuitive, and human design analyst, Jana Hollingsworth, will share her unique talents and offerings, and she will also share with the audience how to ask her a burning question on her weekly medium column on the Internet. Please email me questions for Jana that I will read on air for her to answer. Include your first name, the question, city, state, and country. I look forward to receiving your questions. On July 31st, Chrissy Blaze will be reappearing to discuss the wonderful book, Power Prayer, that she co-wrote with Gary Blaze with a foreword written by Marianne Williamson. Please join us. Coming up in August, on July I'm sorry, on August 7th, the most accurate medium, psychic, and enlightening author, Jock Brokus, with his powerful wisdom and professional expertise in a well-rounded personal portrait emphasizing the importance of the intuitive gift in this modern-day existence that lies inherent deep within each human being in his latest book release, The Powers of the Sixth Sense. On August 14th, Alan Arcieri will be offering his practical and enriching birth book, Earth School 101, who we are, where we are, and why we are here. 
with quotes from the Ascended Masters that line the pages, a must-read. On August 21st, Amit Goswami will be appearing with his latest book release, God is Not Dead, What Quantum Physics Tells Us About Our Origins and How We Should Live. Amit offers a balanced concept of life in both material and quantum worlds to fully maximize consciousness. He was featured in the popular quantum physics movie from 2005, What the Bleep Do We Know? Look forward to having you join us. On August 28th, Michelle Epiphany Prosser will help you to get in touch with the divine with a simple and profound approach in her book release, Excuse Me, Your God is Waiting. Michelle offers her teachings about optimizing the law of attraction through the power of prayer. On September 18th, Jocelyn Chaplin will be offering from the UK her highly integrated and deeply enlightening perspective in her book release, Deep Equality, Living in the Flow of Natural Rhythms. You can purchase all of the authors and their their feature books on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the new revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution. Also explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com under the Evolution Revolution tab and in the blue talk talk shoe player boxes under Select a Past Episode or also can be found by clicking the talk shoe link under the header Previous Evolution Revolution Shows. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day to listen, download, or just play at that time. The archives include amazing talent such as Dr. Susan Carroll, Karen Sawyer, Dr. Daniel Condren, Dr. Laurel Clark, Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis, Dr. Adrian Windsor, Chrissy Blaze, Neil Donald Walsh, Taylor Wilshire, Dr. Barbara Condren, Jeff Brown, Anna Maria Hemingway, Charles Virtue, Michael Tamora, Marla Martinson, Michael Brown, Richard Blackstone, David Robert Ord, Megan Skinner, Dr. Lisa Love, Jennifer Weigel, Betty Youngs, Paula Marie Jackson, and myself. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I am a metaphysical teacher healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit me on my newly created website at www.dulcineasdivinevision.com or at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. There is a clairvoyant reading page on the website to explore, which includes testimonials from clients and my contact information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you're interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please email me on the Contact Us page at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com and let me know of your interest. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honor guest, Michael Skorowski. Thank you, Michael, so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Dulcina. It's been I, I, I greatly appreciate your wisdom and insight in your great book, Unforgettable, A Love and Spiritual Growth Story. It was great being on your show. I really enjoyed it.
Wonderful. Thank you. We'll have to have you back again in the future. Mm, I'll be happy to. Great. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the new and revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish you all abundant peace, joy, miracles, and love today and always. Abundant angel blessings. Good night. Good night.